I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? Oh, we have one of my favorite guests, a good friend, somebody I enjoy collaborating with. We have Daniel Pickett from Action Figure Insider. Why, hello, everyone. And this week, we're going to talk about our experiences at Comic-Con, a little Comic-Con wrap-up show. Uh, you're going to hear about everything we saw, what we're excited about, and from three people that were actually there. Yes. Boots on the ground at Comic-Con. Wait, are there podcasts reviewing Comic-Con that weren't there who well, are just of course. like... Armchair I saw, coverage. Yeah, yeah. It I happens. saw an Instagram story, and it was crowded. I bet you there's more doing it that weren't there than they're doing them that were there. That's so sad. Because so many people I saw, the first thing I noticed about this is my sixth or seventh Comic-Con, because I've been in L.A. for seven years and I missed one, so sixth, my sixth Comic-Con. And this was the first year that I saw just hundreds of people with their like cell phones up, recording videos and doing a lot of like, oh man, we're coming at you right from the line at Hasbro Plus and it's wild. And <laughs> so it's crazy to me that there's even more people with doing selfies and then watching those selfies and then doing their own podcast being like, I saw somebody who was recording themselves I, and they I said would, it was wild. However, I would, I, I, this was my 23rd Comic-Con and Especially doing what what I do, where I'm covering the show for the website and stuff, the people outside of the con know more about what is going on at the con than the people inside. There's just too much to see. Absolutely. So uh, you actually do probably find out more stuff not being there than being there. That was kind of each day I'd get back to my very odd hotel that I stayed in and would like open up the internet and and see all the news that I missed because yeah. I was. There's and, so much there. Like, in the last four and five years, a lot of places have been doing these like pre-Comic-Con press rollouts, too, where they start revealing things oh, yeah. in the days leading up to the con. Yep. So you know about a lot of the stuff going into the convention anyway. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Well, this was... I have both of you beaten. This was my 29th... Holy cats. San Diego Comic-Con. The big 3-0 coming up next <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. You know, Justin, if you had made it one more, you would be to as many Comic-Cons as I have been alive. Yes, I know Blake eighty nine. Uh, my first Comic Con was ninety. Uh, did you guys buy anything at the convention? No, that's the weird thing. Of course I did. What, what? are you? What are you about to be like? Wait a minute! I saw your posts. <laughs> I had the good fortune that, that you know they did that thing this year where uh, if you had bought something through Hasbro Pulse back at Toy Fair. Then you were it. You were part of Hasbro Pulse free for like a next the next year and a half, and then they offered a thing like, "Hey, we will uh, click on this. We'll give you a, a barcode that will get you into that line." Which to me, I will pay whatever they want for Hasbro Pulse every year now if it gets me that barcode. So yeah. I actually had a barcode for preview night. So I got in that line on preview night, and. Went all the way through and got all my Hasbro exclusives that I wanted on preview night. And I have never done that. I've never been in the Hasbro line on preview night in 23 years. Because they wouldn't let, you know, press or exhibitors or anyone besides just a regular person in the line for the first, like, two days. Well, I have a way around that. Um, And that's how I spent my preview. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I bought one thing this year. Right. And it was the one thing I was after, and that was the Slim Jim Macho Man. You did it! I did it. I got the Slim Jim Macho Man. Great. Uh, I could not get it when it went up uh, for pre-order, so I wanted to pick it up, and uh, my buddy Jensen wanted one as well, and uh, my manager wanted one, uh, and I told him, oh, I'm not standing in line for that, because he hasn't gotten me a job in like two years. Why am I getting him a Slim Jim <laughs> right, right, Macho Man? Right. So... I was getting one for me and one for Jensen. All right. Uh, so Jensen Carp of KROQ, Jensen the Kevin and Bean Carp, show? Yes, Jensen Carp of KROQ. I'll just drop his name here. The Kevin and Bean. Yes, I tried it. I tried it. I asked Mattel if they could get one for the Kevin and Bean show, and they yeah. were like, nope. Wow. <laughs> this, this is not possible. Uh, we did not. Who did you ask at Mattel? I don't want to say. All right, we'll talk about um, that offline. But apparently they were saying that the demand for this was crazy. It is, and that yeah. they had no idea that it was going to be like this. Right. 
which is nuts because I feel like it's the perfect like people love wacky pop culture shit. Yeah. And the WWE line is popular to begin with. And I know uh, they've kind of overmade some of the WWE exclusives from Mattel in the past. Right, right, yeah. Uh, but those didn't have the same, like, pop culture crossover. Yeah. Yeah, this was the right entry point for somebody like me who really knows that character more from his Slim Jim commercials in the 90s than anything else. Uh, if you know the character only from the Slim Jim commercials, you pretty much know the character. <laughs> Uh, those is he always up the macho man yeah. on a quest to end boredom by crashing through a wall? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, the 90s are an easy time. Right up until he died when he crashed his car. <laughs> Did not get through that wall. I also heard from Mattel that there weren't going to be a lot left to sell at the convention. Okay. So I was told that if I wanted one, it should be like the first thing I did. Okay. So I made a deal with a friend of mine who had a table there that I would drive him and all of his merchandise down to San Diego if he got me a, a vendor batch, yeah, okay, exhibitor yeah. batch. Yeah, yeah. But then I also had my regular yes, batch. that's important. So I used the exhibitor badge to get into preview night about two hours before preview night opened. It opens at 6, but they actually soft open at 5.30. That is correct, yes. I'm guessing so there's no, like, stampede. Yes, yep. Uh, so at 5 o'clock, I just started hovering around the Mattel booth. With all the other vendors. Yep, with yep. all the other ven- vendors. <laughs> so I started seeing all these people that I vaguely know that I've seen. The Frank and Sons. Yep, yep. and Frank and yep, Sons yep. and, like, all doing the same thing. Security saying, like, there's no lines, there's no lines. And we're all just like circling each other, and uh, they're they're doing the announcement over and over again. We're not selling to vendors. We're not selling to exhibitors. No exhibitor badges. And uh, they've all figured that out too. They've got double yep. badges as well. Uh, so it, at five thirty, they say it's open, and I switch my badge from the exhibitor badge to the pro badge, and then I. We all fast walk toward the front of the line. And an unfortunate incident happens. Oh. That's also very, very bizarre. <laughs> all right. Do tell. Floating around with the other people waiting for the line to open is one of my favorite comic book writers, Peter David. Oh, I okay. met him at the party on Thursday night. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. Not in... Perfect health. <laughs> right. Um, I believe he's had a stroke. I think that's common yes, knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Had leg surgery. Uh, so he was right at the front of the line, waiting, uh, kind of using the entrance of the line to, like, prop himself up. Oh, yikes. So when they announced that it was open, he gets in line first, and this group of people push to get into the line and start pushing him over. Oh, no. And me and a security guard had to pull the people pushing him forward back to get them off of him. Oh, my So then in the meantime, while this is happening, people are now jumping the rope, getting in front of us (laughs) into the line. It's a toy, people. Uh, so <laughs> right. we got Peter David up, and we started waiting, and he was there to get a... Uh, a Batman set. A Batman set, and uh, for his daughter, a She-Ra. Oh, okay. Uh, so, wait in line for a while. Did he thank you for oh, yes, saving his life? Oh, yes, very nice. Okay. Very nice. And immediately joking around about, like, the situation, and he handled it (laughs) very well. Oh, my gosh. Um, Did the appropriate amount of, like, yelling at people that he's an old man and (laughs) what are you doing for your toys? Yes. Um, And he's not wrong. Right. No, he's 100% right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then while we're in line, people start coming up. And offering us money to buy oh, exclusives sure. for yeah. them. Yeah, that's the Funko technique. If you're if you somehow manage to get in the Funko line, they're like, "What aren't you buying? Will you get me this?" Yes. 
Uh, and I just kept saying, I'm buying my Max, even though I was just buying too much on Mans, because I didn't want to deal with it. Like, yeah, if, yeah. I would have picked up anything for any friends, but, I, like, yeah, I can't. Uh, so, yeah, guys were offering $20 per Prince Adam He-Man 2-pack. No kidding. Which huh. seemed just insane. Yeah. But I guess that's what they thought was going to be the big reseller. So, you know, they had that, that other thing where, you know, you could submit uh, to be in a lottery for exclusives. And yeah. it was like Hasbro and Bluefin and Lego and that sort of thing. My wife got the Batman set, that Batman 80th set. And I think hers was Saturday after 5.30 or something. And, you know, she was kind of wishy-washy about going, am I going to go? Because she had left the con and was at the pool with my daughters. It was like... Do I come back for that dumb Batman set? And you know, she decided, okay, I'll come, I'll come back and get it. She got in line, went really fast. Like at five thirty, they were like, "Come right up here." She got got it, bought it, and turned the corner to come back to find us. We were at the Star Wars Pavilion, and someone offered her a hundred dollars for it, just like that. Wow! <laughs> yeah, that is so wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw the around the booths at the con, the Hulk. Hasbro exclusive was being sold for like 120. That just seems preposterous. Yeah, that is outrageous. Especially Uh, since it's just a different head and packaging variant of something that is at the store right now. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's cool. It's. It's. I mean, it's a giant card. Uh, And you know, I'm a sucker for the nostalgic toy biz card and stuff but uh what i was i was surprised by some of the things kind of that that sold out like the first thing that sold out at super seven did you hear what that was no the breakin set the oh, reaction I, I can see that breakin set yeah i mean i'm a sucker for like weird movie stuff like that breakin's out of my realm right but like i can see that you know it came with a broom Oh well, if it comes oh, with a broom, then we're my in buddy business. Kyle actually—that was the first thing he designed for Super Seven. Was that broom? Oh, that's awesome! That's yeah, dope. Dope. Um, yeah, our uh, friend of the show, Rokum, his uh, Power Ranger scooter sold out. Well, that yeah, that that was Razor scooter. Power yeah, Ranger, the Razor. Yeah. So last year they did one for Bumblebee. Yeah, and that was the first thing that sold out at Hasbro, and then that happened again with uh, the Power Ranger one. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a it's a different time for yeah. collecting. Like, it's but that was something else that we were. I was talking with some buddies about, and I, I mentioned to Blake right before you got here. It it seemed this year that every place had a line. Yes, everyone went crazy, and yeah. it was a long line. There was like a break where they'd have to go line up somewhere else, and normally that you know there's you've got your Funkos, you've got your Mattels, you've got your Hasbro's. Even like Super 7 and some of those things. But this year, every place had that. <laughs> yep. And it was bonkers. Yeah, it was really interesting. It's almost as if like the life on the floor is picked up. Like it's no longer kind of dead sales-wise. Because yeah. there was a stretch of time there where you would walk parts of the floor and you would just hear dealers like complaining that they spent so much money and didn't make any money. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think those were a lot of old comic guys, unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah. now that those guys have kind of gone, these new, more like artist driven, like the enamel pen guys and the prints and stuff like that, yeah. they're making money. Well you remember too, back in the day back in the day when, when we were young and went <laughs> to Comic Con, uh preview night was just for like local people to kind of show up and go, What's this weird thing coming to our town? Yeah. And now preview night exclusively is the mad dash for exclusives. It is a panic driven chaos. And it's fairly miserable. Uh I would have to say. Uh, uh, see, that's where we differ. I love it. Do you really? Uh, it's one of my. Well, you only it, bought one thing. <laughs> oh, you old trick! You burnt. I was it, like, well, I got to get to Hasbro, and then if there's any time left, I'm going to go straight <laughs> to Super Seven, and then if I have time left, I got. I like having that little like burst of Comic Con before <laughs> it actually like happens. Like it gets me down there and gets me like ready to go, and then you know there's. Just the fire and fury of getting in and getting everything. Yeah. Like it wakes me up, it keeps me alive. <laughs> Holy smokes. So yeah, I, I did I, I I hit Hasbro, got all my stuff there, and then I went straight to Super Seven. 
because uh, I really wanted that uh, Maria figure that looked like C-3PO. Like, mm-hmm. that was that was uh, my jam. But I did pick up a Breakin' set. Uh, I picked up that Ninja Turtle set. How is that? Because I was kind of on the fence about it when I saw it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know... It, Right now, you're paying for the packaging. That was those figures are going to come out on cards, and you know there's going to be a, a whole line of that. But this was just kind of a cool, like, hey, that's a really fun and interesting thing. Uh, and I think that finally sold through. It was, I know it was very popular. Uh, did I get anything else from there? Oh, I did get one of the worst. Uh, that line's just kind of fun. So they repainted that, you know, military brain head guy. And I was like, oh, I get that guy. I like that. But Super 7, for preview night, would only allow one of anything to anyone. Because they yeah, didn't want to sell the way it. To go. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. That is the way to go. Uh, Blake, what did you buy? Uh, I bought two things <clears throat> on the last day. Because what I really wanted was that Shredder 4-pack from NECA. Yeah. Which will just come to GameStop and I'll be fine. I'm not super stressed about it. Which I think is probably why I didn't get it, because I kind of just rolled onto the floor by like 10, 30, 11 each day and was like, oh, it's gone. I'll but be it was, on my that, way. That thing sold out each day. It was up for pre-order. Yeah. And sold out first thing in the morning at the con every day. I mean, it was a very popular item. It's great. Yes. It's an awesome pack. Uh, but so I didn't get that. And then I did what I usually do with Hasbro, where I'm like, I can just get everything on the last day and just walk up. Every year I've been there, I've been able to just walk right up. And this year, there was a bit of a line, and I wasn't worried about it. My Kenner-colored Boba Fett was still there. The vintage Luke 3-pack was still there. And the Sith Trooper, which I didn't need, but I was like, if it's there, I'll buy it, was still there. And this line was going, and I found the guy, and I was like, hey, where does this line begin? I can't find it. He's like, oh, it's right around the corner. And he points me over, and I get in this line, and I'm waiting. Like, nobody's really moving, and I'm like, okay, well... I feel like this line should be moving. Like it's, it, was it taking like somebody ten minutes to figure out what they want when they got up to the register? They hand you cards to check off so this doesn't happen. And I've been in this for ten minutes now, and I realize it's for the Toho booth that's right across it to get your photo with Godzilla or whatever. Yes, it was nonsense. the first time Godzilla has officially been at Comic Con, oh, wow. which is great. My friend worked that booth, mm. um, and so. I got back out, and I pop in. I'm like, where's this line? And the if it was the same guy or whoever was like, oh, it's right here next to me. You just walk right in. Short line, right up. They've got that digital marquee. The Boba Fett's still there. The Sith Trooper is gone. But that'll just be released in the first wave of Rise of Skywalker. I'm not worried about it. Yes, that's just a packaging variant. Right. And then the Boba Fett was gone. I was like, you son of a... If you had just told me where the <laughs> line was... I would be out of here with a very cool Boba Fett variant. Uh, so then I just bought the Luke three pack because I'm a sucker for that three pack special oh, yeah, action yeah. figure yep. set. I'm also a big sucker for the uh, the back of the card that has like Luke Skywalker was a young. But I love it. It's got the old comic style on yeah, it. Yeah. It's all typed out. I'm never going to open that up because then it's just three Luke Skywalker figures. Um, and I love that character a lot, so that's fine. Then I rounded over to NECA. They're still out of Shredder, obviously. And I was like, yeah, well, I'll just get this Superman alien, because I don't have a Xenomorph figure or a Superman figure in any of my collection. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, they're great. But I'll tell you, speaking of packaging, very disappointing packaging. Just says Superman and aliens on it. And a part of me was like, give me a card that tells me the history of this weird mashup. Give me, like, one frame of the comic or something to just make it... Uh, Blake, I see. Let your imagination run wild. That's right. I ripped it open. I don't care. But it's such a good figure, and they still had, when I bought it, the Batman Predator and the Ultimate John Connor. And, like, on my drive home, I was like... Man, I withdrew like $200 in cash because NECA was cash only. And I hate walking around with a lot of cash. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. I didn't trust the Gaslamp Quarter Hotel to keep my money safe. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just walking around San Diego Comic-Con with $200 in my wallet the whole time. And I was like, I should have just bought the Predator Batman and the John Connor and just gone crazy. But I'm kind of glad I did, and it's good to save money where I can. But like that, that Xenomorph Superman is so awesome. Yeah, that I immediately nice was like, "How good is that Predator Batman?" Oh yeah, I should have just got all of it. They're really great versions of all those characters. Yeah, 
But I know the New York Comic Con is the Batman and Xenomorph Joker. If I can uh, yes. snag that on a pre-order, if they do the same thing, then I won't need the Predator Batman. Yeah, yeah. Because I like uh, that suit better, too. I don't like the armored. I never like armored Batman that yeah. much. That was my hesitation. And Green Lantern with a Sinestro Corps Predator. Which yes. is also dope. Like, uh, I'll do that as a whole line. If you just want to make the Justice League fight sci-fi villains, give me like Aquaman and Robocop and Wonder Woman and Terminator. I don't know who the Flash would fight, but maybe a gremlin of some sort. The Mask. The oh, mask. <laughs> just all that, Get Randy all on the phone. <laughs> uh, well, so what did you guys see down there toy-wise that really excited you? I mean, all the NECA stuff, really. These, like, the, what are they called? The Toon Terrors, the mm-hmm. Terror Tunes. I think those are just so cool and fun. Yeah. Uh, the next wave of the animated Turtle series and the Turtles in Beautiful. Time stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. If there's one thing that the Turtles have done that I like, is that the exclusives tend to be at GameStop after. You don't get the movies edited somewhere else, or at Target or, or Target, wherever. Yeah, yeah. But the one that I don't believe has ever come out anywhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the 8-bit arcade ones they did like two or three years ago that I didn't get because my credit card thought I was somewhere else at Comic-Con. I can't remember. I may actually have extras of those, so we should talk after this. I think I do. Well. That I would love to clear up that space. Because <laughs> I love that Turtles in Time arcade game. Oh, like yeah, That's yeah. one of the few, not that I would do it in this apartment in North Hollywood, but in the event that I somehow ever afford a house in L.A., I always am like, I'd buy like three arcade cabinets. That's my pie-in-the-sky thing. One of them is Turtles in Time. Well, those arcade one-up people might just uh, take care of that for you. That might be happening. All that might in, get a lot one. easier they just, soon. They just announced that Marvel one that's the, the, uh, the four-player. So Love you it. You never know with those guys. I did play the their Star Wars cabinet. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yeah, that thing looked great. I saw that when I was there, too, and was like, am I going to start buying arcade <laughs> cabinets? <laughs> I, like, I shouldn't. No. Uh, yeah, all the NECA Turtle stuff, I... I I really liked. I'm a little worried about being able to find them. Oh, we won't find them in Especially like the Rocksteady and Bebop set. That's a worry for another time. We'll make, we'll make a pact. Between the three of us, we will Track find them. Track them down. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, everything NECA showed. Should have come more gremlins. You know how happy the that The Christmas gremlins. Mm-hmm. All yes. about it. Um, Wearing a NECA hat. <laughs> that yeah. giant Mike Myers. <laughs> um... See what what else do you guys see? What else do you guys? See? I I was knocked out by Diamond Select's black hole line. Oh yeah, yeah, so beautiful. And the fact that the comic shop, the direct market version of Maximilian, comes with the head that has Reinhardt's eyes behind the visor, like man, yeah, sign me up. It's not anything new. But I loved the Star Wars Black Series just dioramas they had of, like, each movie and the Clone Wars and the poses they did. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, I would buy these stands by the dozen yeah. and just make these awesome-looking dioramas. But all the Marvel Legends stuff, too, they had the Bro Thor build a figure, mm-hmm. which I just might have to buy that whole line because yep, you yep. need that character. But it's also a good line. Like, usually those Build-A-Figure ones have one or two duds where I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm going to buy $20 for somebody's arm. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But, yeah, I really like the squirrel girl, and I like the strong guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There'll be a, it, I've gotten to the point with Marvel Legends where, like, I'm nowhere close to a completist any longer. Yeah. I really cherry pick. And there wasn't a lot of stuff that I was, like, Really excited about personally, but I'm happy for a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. Do you not like the like comic accurate 80th anniversary Thor and Iron Man's and no, oh, all Hulk that and, stuff was yeah. already announced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not new. Yeah, Hi. <laughs> I was just curious because I know you're like uh, the movies don't look good enough. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the movie figures. Um, I like my comic figures. Well, and there's making they're making a lot of them. They are, yeah, yeah. They're uh, you know this this particular. I mean, I feel like Hasbro Marvel Legends won Comic Con as far as announcements because uh, they really just put it out there. A lot of it was '90s sort of X Men based, which was kind of as I was transitioning out of 
Marvel stuff and into more DC stuff. I was, you know, all X-Men all the time in the 70s and 80s and right around the beginning of the 90s. But, uh, yeah, so it's just like I know who Strong Guy is, but I was never like, you know, when Liefeld and all those guys came in, I was kind of like, you know what, maybe I'll go read Sandman, you know. So. Again, I, uh, Peter David's X Factor to bring this back to Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I did read that. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I know Strong Guy from. And then I think yeah, I got out of the X Men books around. I think Age of Apocalypse was like a great jumping off point for readers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, the other thing that Marvel Legends did was what we were talking about earlier, where like they revealed a bunch of stuff. On a live stream mm-hmm. uh, earlier, yeah, we're like, I like waiting till you're in that room and you get the excitement. Like I do, I guess I understand the like hall age thing to a degree. Well, of course, because I, I like mean, to be in the toy rooms. Right. It's like, awesome. I'll never uh, forget when I saw the first Infinity War footage in Hall H, and everyone went crazy. Yeah, and that second Black Panther trailer, and everyone screamed. That was an amazing experience. I'm not here saying Hall H isn't great. I'm just not going to burn two days of my life to see a five-second footage. So, so my my Comic Con winner, as far as toy goes, the Mattel WWE line. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that I uh, constantly talk about this line, Blake, but it is my favorite current line. That's fine. I'll talk about uh, Star Wars and Marvel in every episode. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> it's great panel, great reveals, tons of stuff, just tons, tons of stuff. Yeah. Uh, things that no one knew they had the license for, and just very now, see, exciting. I, I wasn't able. I was in a different panel. I sent someone else to cover that panel. So tell us what 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 was revealed. What you liked. What's the hotness? I think the probably the most exciting thing to come out of it is that they are making China. Oh yeah, yeah. And for a long time, she was off limits to make. Right. Um, a lot of people. I think don't realize the hoops of the WWE brand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have to get a lot of approval for each figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to get it approved by the higher ups at Mattel to make that person, by the higher ups at WWE, by the regular marketing people at WWE. The list go on and on. And somebody like China. It, but it goes. It goes beyond that. Sometimes you have to like literally some of their tattoos. You have to check with the people that made those. I mean, it's it's crackers. It's clothing brands and stuff. I mean, it's there's so many layers of that that the that the average collector I don't think knows or cares. Right. You know that that that's how it happens. Yep. But that absolutely is true. And it was a couple of years ago. It would have been completely out of the realm of possibility for them to make China. Yeah. Uh, so them announcing China was huge. Um, a couple of other legends that people have been asking for. Greg the Hammer Valentine, okay. the big one for me. And I know that he's one that they weren't a, weren't able to make as of just a few months ago. Right. Um, so that was very exciting. Uh, a lot of first time in the line characters. Uh, yeah, just great. It's uh, you can really like. I feel you can. Feel the passion that those guys behind the line, Bill and Steve, put into the line. Yeah. And uh, their panel is always, to me, the best toy panel mm-hmm. because they hold, you know, they'll show like one or two things on preview night. Right. But they'll hold the major reveals to the panel. They always have wrestlers from WWE there. And it's always just a very, very well done panel. See, for me with Mattel, and you know, I I, I like the Mattel people. My wife works for Mattel. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't want to speak so terribly ill of Mattel. But you'll but live since, and die a Hasbro man. <laughs> but but uh, since like the implosion of Maddie Collector, and even like Scott Toy Guru going away, since then. The majority of Mattel has just gone radio silence to the collector community. They are terrified of us. They don't want to talk to the websites. Like, nothing. And I've called them out publicly on this before, and they've it took them a while to reach back out and stuff. But, but the exception is the WWE team. Those guys are out there 
all the time. And they get nothing for crap about crap for it. Of course. The the wrestling figs board, which is the main like wrestling figure board, yeah. they've driven Bill off the board. Oh, perfect. Uh, by making assumptions that were completely wrong. Uh, someone over the course of Comic Con created a fake Bill Instagram account. Oh my lord. Uh, and started Instagramming stuff out. What? So he's now trying to get the blue check on Instagram. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. Um, and, and so it's kind of like, you know, that's what you get when you put your stuff out there, but. Wow. Huh. Uh, but yeah, I was very impressed with everything. Excellent. All right. All right. Unlike some people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I loved from Mattel, which came completely out of the blue and may have been my favorite announcement of Comic-Con is this Alfred. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yes. A sneak peek of that guy. Yeah, now you've a- you actually got to... I got to play with it. Yeah, yeah. What, tell us about this Alfred figure. So, yeah, that was... And I, I, I had known about it for a while, but... Uh, so, I know Bill Beneke, who was the designer on the, the, the DC Multiverse line, and is now on WWE, too. Uh, so, he has been very gracious with me the past couple of years to get together before Comic-Con and we talk kind of about the design of whatever the, the multiverse thing is. And uh, he brought the Batman set and we shot this video. And then he had this bag and he was like, I mean, while we're here, you want to talk about this Ultimate Alfred? <laughs> I was like, well, you have him with you? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So this Alfred figure... Which I think has leaked on a list, you know, and everyone's just like, Alfred, really? Come, like, that's how you go out, Alfred? Yes, you know? 100%, that's how you go out. Yeah. You should have had this years ago. And so this Alfred figure, you know, and when he says Ultimate Alfred, you go, well, seriously, what is Ultimate Alfred? Like, he's got double elbows to hold his tray up, you know? And so he does. He comes with a serving tray with a little glass, uh, a discarded cowl that sits on the tray, and then he's got four heads. He's got uh, a comic-accurate head. He's got the Outsider, which is a really sort of random, obtuse, year-long storyline from the 60s where Alfred was this villain uh, hiring other villains to, like, attack Batman. Uh, and, you know, it's not... 100% accurate because the character was naked except for purple underwear and, and white and sort of... Uh, crystalline, but uh, he's got that head, but then he also comes with the 66 Batman Alfred head and the, what, 89 through 97 uh, and the direct or what was the OnStar commercial uh, Alfred head. So you can make all those different Alfreds. Amazing. And so we're never going to be able to find them in the store because everyone's going to want at least three of them in their collection to put to put everywhere. So, yeah, I I lit up when I saw this thing. I absolutely love it. Um, I bought all of their six inch sixty six line. Mm-hmm. And I was very disappointed that that didn't go further. Yep. So to get an Alfred that goes with that unexpectedly nuts. I love it. And the likenesses are great. <laughs> yeah. They really are. They work some very, of the best that Mattel has done on that DC line. Yeah. Yeah. So that and and again he does have because he's based on that he I think the Heath Ledger Joker or or is it the Toy Biz Joker or the, they might share some parts both of them so he's got crazy articulation he does have double elbows and double knees and like rocker ankles and like for Alfred man I mean it was just all sorts of poses that Bill's like look he can do this and he can do this not that he'd ever need to do that but he can that's great so yeah that was uh, so they actually they hid him until I think Friday they had like a, a cloth over him and then it was just like that was the big hey we got one more surprise coming to you because they didn't have a panel for any of that stuff this year unfortunately that is one complaint I have uh, about the con is I would like to see Comic-Con having more toy panels. I feel I said to somebody this year, felt to me that there were more people and less to do. Hmm. Like, I kept kind of being like, oh, man, there's really only two or three panels a day I want to see. And that, I think the two big things that are missing are toys and almost like panels that are just kind of fun or Mm -hmm. funny. I was like, there's no, like... 
Justin, you used to do Tournament of Nerds there. And I'm like, there's really not that voice anymore that's like silly, nerdy, fun time. I just want to like, see more toy stuff. And more toy like, stuff. I would really love if there was both, a panel from NECA. Justin. Um, like, if there was like a kind of an indie toy panel. Where, I, like, I tried NECA to do. I, and I Super Seven could I, do like yep. reveals and stuff. I submitted two panels this year, and uh, they only gave me my one, my regular like Saturday evening slot and stuff. So my, the other one was going to focus more on the you know the non Hasbro's and the non Mattels. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. I want to sit in a room and watch that panel. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit of that actually with the Entertainment Earth panels. They yeah. allowed some people. They allowed some reveals and stuff like that. So we got to see like uh, Diamond Selects uh, is doing those. I guess no, that was the Diamond panel. I'm confusing those two. But he did get to reveal some. Uh, so they had uh, Adam Paulus. You know, is their kind of uh, nerd out in the world uh, guy for Entertainment Earth, and and he got to do kind of some reveals like that, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I want more stuff like that yeah. and uh, more opportunities to uh, kind of open up dialogues and talk to creators and stuff like yeah. that as far as the toy industry goes. I feel like... Well, you can always come to my panel on Saturday evenings. It's... Uh, I've been doing it for... Since night, a little, since uh, a little, 2001, little, I've been doing it's toy panels the, it's not at the, with creators. It's not the best what? time for me. Well, it's been at different times. Just now, most recently, for the past four years, it's been Saturday evening. I was going to see, because there was going to be a Mego panel Thursday or Friday at like 5 o'clock or something, and then it got canceled. It just said, we're not doing this. I was like, oh, should I be that guy? I was like, hey, can I move into that? Can I move into that I dead toy panel time slot? Um, or just take over that panel, and we could have just shown up and talked to me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're still there talking. The panel's not going on, but we're going to talk about um, yeah, I, I even though my favorite was the WWE Mattel line, I was very impressed with everything Hasbro showed, mm-hmm. uh, especially the Unicron. Oh, holy! I am smokes. not a Transformer guy. Yeah, me but either. This yeah. thing. I mean, I am sort of, but mostly a Gen One kind yep. of guy. But seeing this thing in person, <laughs> in person, like pictures do not do it justice. Yeah, it is nuts. There is a funny story that I can share with you guys. Uh, so there was a. You remember that Hasbro Pulse had this party that they were doing, but then there was another private event that Hasbro invited a certain amount of people to that was just Transformers. It was that, I think it was Thursday night. Uh, it was at a kind of a nightclub far away. I, I RSVP, but I ended up going, but I sent my Transformer guy, Steve, to it. Uh, it was a very bizarre kind of event where it was just it was in a nightclub, but it wasn't the nightclub wasn't closed, so there were like other people there and like people <laughs> dancing and stuff. But they brought the gray model of that thing, and you know they were talking all about it and answering questions. And I, it was a very small event. I think there were maybe ten sites or something there. And they go, and now we're going to take him behind the screen and we're going to transform him and bring him back out. It's like sweet. So these guys pick it up, they go behind the panel, you hear, boom, crash, oops, and it never came back out. <laughs> just, we never saw, they never saw Unicron again. Fortunately, it was the, you know, the gray models, not yeah. the, wow. the big Man. ones. So that, that uh, transformation magic did not happen <laughs> at their press event. <laughs> um, wow. Uh do you think – I guess we should talk about what Hasbro Pulse is for people that don't Sure, know. okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so much like the sail barge from last year, mm-hmm. uh, they're doing a – not really a crowd funding, but oh, it's kind absolutely, of. It's absolutely crowdfunding. Yeah, yes. I guess yes. Yeah, I guess that is what it Th- is. They have to have a certain amount That's of commitment so yeah. uh, for this to move forward. And they're doing two right now. They announced prior to the show – uh, a cookie monster, like a life-size cookie monster that's posable. Uh, he looks awesome. He does, yeah, he looks great. And Bill, the guy who's the project manager on that, he used to be uh, on the Star Wars team, very, very passionate about it. Uh, and I forget how many, I think they need 3,000 of those, or is it 5,000? I can't remember for Cookie Monster, but, uh, and I think he's, was he, 300 bucks? 
mm-hmm. I think. And then just the day of the show, they announced Unicron, which is 19 pounds in either mode. Jesus. And 19, it's like a medicine ball. Do you know where we're at in the funding at this point? Have you taken a look? Last time I looked, which was right after the con, I think they were somewhere between 1,200 and 1,800. And they need 8,000 at 600 600 bucks a pop. Ooh, not looking good, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not unusual for you know anyone that's done any sort of crowdfunding thing will tell you there's a big push at the beginning, there's a gigantic dead area, and then there's a, a spike at the, at the end. end. But that's a long way to go to spike at the end for that guy. Uh, <laughs> I saw a post online. Of a bit of a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That the Cookie Monster was released just to fail to scare people into buying the unicorn. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shill product that will fail. Yeah. Hasbro spent the money on the R and R. They they built that I mean they built the set to have your picture. <laughs> yeah, they did a with big it. photo op. They did a video. They had I think it was Forbes Went or someone released the, the information. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Just, just to so make sure Transformers <laughs> they can fans take this item to scare Transformer fans, to shake them up. Yeah. Just so I, I'm in I'm in a a, a group on Facebook called We Backed the Barge, which uh, are the Star Wars fans, and they are a very intense group, and they are the uh, they would be single handedly be the ones that made ha- would make Hasbro look at Haslabs and go, we're never doing this again. This was such a miserable experience because they were the ones that any sort of ding to that outer shipping box, they were like, we're sending it back. There was something about the yak face, how it was held. It made these small semicircle creases, and they were like, "That our yak faces aren't mint anymore. We're sending those back." Like they, they've just been a nightmare to Hasbro, and I, I couldn't imagine Hasbro ever launching another Star Wars product on that pan, that that platform. And so when Cookie Monster was announced, they were of course. Furious, like where's my Death Star? Where's my uh, I, where's my clouds floating cloud city? Like uh, who knows what it, they wanted? Uh, and then th- for then the second thing to come out past that, and it's still not Star Wars. They're losing their minds, and it's like well, so. If of you're course on, they're not. If you're on Hasbro Pulse, do you have to invest in each of those products? No, absolutely. Okay. No, no. So the ha- there's Haslabs. Oh, well, just annoying. There's Haslabs and there's Hasbro Pulse, which is their sort right. of website stuff. So, yeah, it's, oh, boy. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. But, yeah, it's uh, it has divided some of the collectors, shall we say. I'm hoping that. this is not the end of Haslab. I love the concept and... I would like to see more Star Wars. And I'd like to see some Marvel Legends stuff. Yep. I think it's the perfect opportunity to get out some really weird niche Marvel Legend figures. We can finally get our Celestials. Yep. Oh, my God. I would <laughs> buy all of those. And I don't have the money. Um, one thing I was disappointed in was I really wanted to see what Super 7 had in store for the Ninja Turtles. Right. Uh, they are doing a seven-inch Ninja Turtle line. Uh, the scale is very similar to their Toxic uh, Crusader. Yep. Um, I man, I wish I could see what that line is going to look like before I go further down the NECA path. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, but it looks like I'm going to have to go all the way down the NECA path and then <laughs> see if I want to also then double my way back through Super 7. Right, right. Because uh, it looks like we're probably not seeing anything until Toy Fair. <laughs> uh, no, I think we will see it before then, yeah. as, I, as I understand. Yeah. There was a couple of things, like, they, they were... They were sp- I think I can say this. I think it's been announced that they had some other figures in the back that yeah. they were supposed to be able to show and start taking orders for. And at the last minute, their licensor went, oh, we, you can't show that yet. So uh, and I think 
I think that information is out there, but I don't want to be the guy to, to That say information it. is out there. Okay, all right. But still no one has, like, flat out said it. That I'm Everyone gonna... keeps hinting around. <laughs> that I'm not going to be that guy? I think that's a good <laughs> uh, Watch the Pixel Dan video and you'll figure it out. The Pixel yes. Dan Super 7 video, you'll be able to put those dots together. Yeah. <laughs> Something uh, else I like, I just wanted to point out. <laughs> I really like the uh, Mezco had those five uh, five point of articulation. Yes, Fleischer Superman figures. Those were Gorgeous. a nice surprise. I like those. Very a lot. big surprise. Yeah, I yeah. could definitely see picking those up, and hopefully they'll do more stuff like that. Yep. I'm I'm really excited to see what else they do in that five points line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else that you guys saw down there that you want to touch upon, or should we? Uh, I think I'm, I'm good. I think people uh, will be excited by uh, like Diamond Select is doing those Avatar, the last Airbender mm. figures. Yeah. I have never watched that show, but I know I have a lot of friends that are very into it. I think they're going to be Walgreens exclusives for the first six mm. months, and then they'll go wider. Uh, I'm talking about Diamond a lot. They had some cool stuff. They, they had the Rocketeer figure. Which yeah, that looks great. Uh, and then uh, Captain Action... They had a little section of a booth. They're looking to do like kind of a high end, like sideshow, like higher end than what they had been putting out gotcha. like Toys R Us and stuff. And they, there, it was three of them that they're going to do. There's a Dave Stevens Rocketeer, so comic book uh. Rocketeer, uh, Doctor Evil as the Mars Attacks alien, and then uh, oh, uh, Captain Action in a spacesuit. And then they also announced uh, Super Seven's going to do Mars Attacks based on the the uh, card series, like the original card series. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. There was some other fun news. It just like Super Seven to me. I mean, they've they've grown so much. You know, they they really were known as a T-shirt mm-hmm. and like vinyl figure uh, company. And and Brian Flynn and his team. I mean, it's amazing to me. Like no one has thought to make. Uh, Universal Monster Halloween buckets before. Yeah, that's like crazy. Like, so much of his stuff that he's doing makes complete sense. You go, how has that never been made? But it just hasn't. And there's so many things that he has pursued that I think a lot of companies looked at and went, well, you're not going to make money off of that. You know, that, that's never going to... No one's going to buy original Peanuts figures. Like, there's not enough people alive that remember that. And he did it, and they're beautiful, and they sold really well. And just so much of his his booth, you know, even at like the bodega, uh, like they made all this exclusive product for that. There's like a creature from the Black Moon towel, and you know he's doing puzzles, and just you know he's just finding these interesting ways to bring all these licenses into pop culture and fun, and, and just I think they're really a company to watch. Yeah. Uh, just in how they are approaching things right now, and and you know they're. They're starting to get more of my toy buying dollar. Yeah, they uh, they also announced that they got the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling license. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be definitely buying all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's really it's they're at a very exciting point right now. Yeah. Uh, are you going to, to uh, PowerCon? Uh, I don't know. I was just I apparently I missed the deadline for a press pass. That I, means we did too. And I wrote to Val and said, "Hey," and he goes, "No, that was already at the printer." Pretty sure we also missed what <laughs> he said. They're already at the printer. That's close. Already at the printer. After all, I've done for him for all this time. But you know, Val is Val, and then we sure are also not getting D twenty three and Star Wars celebration. I think are also. Oh yeah, Come we gone. really we have just. I'm, I'm going, I got mine for D23, oh, but no, nice. the Star Wars celebration. I don't think they've opened press because that's still 2020. Yeah, that's one of these things where I feel like there's so many conventions now. It's exhausting that we don't get all the reveals at Comic Con anymore. Yeah, no, we don't. We end up they end up getting saved and trickled out. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there'll be reveals at all these other conventions. That well, the, the Hasbro out. even said that. Like they listed like here's all the you know because they they revealed next to nothing at the Star Wars panel. Because they can't, because they're saving everything for Triple Force Friday in September, October, or whatever. So oh my God. they were like, here's a Boba Fett helmet. Good night, everyone. Like, we sat there for an hour. Triple Force Friday? Yes. I have not heard about it. So Triple Force Friday, I think it's September. So that's when, uh, you know, on one day they will release everything for uh, the last Skywalker, Rise of the Rise Skywalker, of Skywalker, the last Jedi Skywalker. Uh, it's la- all. It doesn't matter. The Rise the of Skywalker, one. The Mandalorian, and then that video game, that respawn game, mm. the last. Oh, uh, I should know this. The Fallen Order. Fallen Order. 
Rise of the... All on the same day. All on the same day. Yeah, they like that Force Friday move ever since they did it. I mean, don't get me wrong. We filmed at one of them, and it was great. I'll be there at my local Twitter. Oh. I think that was hmm. the only Force Friday that I did. I think, like, because the, they did, like, a Rogue One one, and I, who cares? I've, I've done all of them, I think. Since yeah, but before it was called Force Friday. <laughs> before it had a yes, label. We did it in 1999 had, you know. <laughs> for the Phantom Menace. Yes, we did. When it was just a day. <laughs> no, we still had to go at midnight. Yeah, still had to go at midnight. Yeah, well, They yes. just had, like, kiddie pools full of Star Wars oh, yeah. figures to dig through. And... Like drove like from Toys R Us to Toys R Us in the middle of the night that yeah, yeah. night to get all of those Phantom Menace figures. Oh, and now we'll put our kid through college with oh rats <laughs> at that age. Well, um, that age. I would literally give them to anyone. <laughs> um. Wasn't there like a whole story about that that everyone thought those were going to be huge, and oh, because yeah. so many people bought them, it just immediately was all worthless. Well, it was just that that's the thing. Like all toys now are made in the hundreds of thousands, like, yeah. especially in the 90s and stuff. Like before the recession and all that, like toys were just made by the hundreds of thousands. So it's like nothing is going to be that rare. Now, speaking of collecting Star Wars in the 90s and Comic-Con, yes. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about a personal part of our comic-con journeys through the years and that is the vista california target yes this is a very odd thing that daniel and i both experienced there is a town and i've been waiting for years to find someone else that saw this it, it, it was incredible yeah it was just what you wanted at that time from like any store that you went to Vista, California, right about halfway between L.A. and San Diego. That's closer to San Diego. It's yeah, the, it's it is the, definitely it's like closer to San Diego. 78 exit, like Highway 78. And I would drive down with a buddy of mine who, at the time, he was like an executive at CBS, and now he's like at the History Channel. He was a very wry, funny guy. And we would stop there because right off the freeway, there was a Walmart, a Toys R Us, and that Target, and then there was like a collectible store for a while right next to that Target. And we would call it the Land of Milk and Honey, because every year when we'd stop there, we would find something that we could never find in L.A. So yes, we stopped one year at Vista. And and me and my friends uh, referred to it as the Vista Run, because we lived in Orange County, which was about... 45 minutes away. Right. And if we couldn't find something in Orange County, it would be like, well, time to do the Vista run. And we would shoot 45 minutes out there, and we would always find something. Yeah. Especially, I feel like, at that Toys R Us. That Toys R Us was a gold mine. Yeah, yeah. But at the Target, Daniel, would you like to explain? Sure. So we walked in there one day, and this was, it would have been around the time of the transition from orange package to green package and they Mm -hmm. were starting to do some of those like concept vehicles of like the twin pod cloud car and and things like that and this guy a target employee had built like this moss eisley diorama in the toy aisle like this elaborate thing with like lights and sand and buildings and things hanging and it was in this big lucite case and i've never seen anything in a target prior or since and I, I i this was so long ago it was before digital cameras i took still pictures of it that i had to have developed uh and i just i stumbled across them kind of recently maybe about a year ago and scanned them in and posted them to a, a facebook group that Justin and i are in and Justin was like i remember that and i'm <laughs> like what are you talking about so yeah, it was just this beautiful thing. It had like the Ronto in it with like yep. a Jawa falling off it, and it was just this magnificent diorama. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was like it was like acting out the scenes from the special edition. Yeah, and it was just very well done. And in the middle of this Target, did an employee make it, or just like a person come in? Or? An employee made it. So uh, I became a little obsessed with this <laughs> because well, of course, and I, I don't think we ever talked about, it, or maybe we did, or maybe you didn't. Like it would evolve over the years. I didn't know he that. He kept like he kept 
like adding to it and changing it all the way up to um, there was a the series that had the silver uh, like three PO type droid and the blue like TC fourteen okay yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. up until that series I remember that was the last time he like updated it. okay he had changed it so that um, they were all prequel scenes. Yeah. And then, oh, he, and he kept the most lively and he updated that, but then added prequel scenes to the oh back. Oh, gosh. And then did this, like, display of every figure that had been released since the relaunch in 95. And it started with that first wave of Big Chest Loop yeah, yeah. and ended with those two droids. And that's why I remember wow. that was the end of, like, that. I started going down there and I started asking around at the Target, like, what is this? Like, who did this? Because first of all, like, working retail, you know, like, this is coveted space. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they yeah. sell that space. There, it is planogrammed out perfectly. Yes. And this Target had an extra aisle. And so not only did it have, like, a bunch of Star Wars displayed, it also had, like, more Star Wars product than yeah. a normal Target yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out there was an employee there that was obsessed, and he ran the toy department. And I ran into him one time, and he definitely was somewhere on the spectrum because he did not want it. Like, he was very just, like, kept to himself, was very quiet, seemed uh, upset by my love of his... Oh, wow. uh, set up, did not want to talk about it. it, was just like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you, and like wanted to get back <laughs> to the back. Very mysterious man. Well, I've uh, got a surprise for you. Here he is. Bring him out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was always a very special thing. Yeah. And uh, I continued to stop. I we, On my way back from this last one, I stopped at the Walmart. Did you? There's nothing. That nothing, Walmart absolutely now. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Walgreens has a better toy aisle than that Walmart now. Yep. It's so upsetting. It used to be beautiful. But then there's there's also in that same complex as the where the Toys R Us is, there was a Barnes and Noble. And I would stop for the last couple of years, I'd stop there on my way home and get all the Funko things that I couldn't get at Comic Con. And they'd just be right there at Barnes and Noble. It's like, why am I waiting for this when they're already right, yeah. here? Didn't you say you saw me one time? Oh yeah. So before before we knew we each knew other. each other. Yeah. Uh, this probably would have been. I just like, learned this the other day. <laughs> this was kind of strange. This probably would have been sometime in the early two thousands. Okay. Like two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere around there. Uh, myself. And my friend Brad Walker, who's currently drawing Detective Comics, yes, we were driving down there uh, to Comic Con, and we stopped there, and we saw you get out of the car in the Walmart parking lot, and we were like, "That's Julius Marks, <laughs> that's him, the guy from the internet." And we didn't want to say anything, and we watched you get up and go in, and we're like, "Well, they're not going to have anything now. He's beating us in there." But we went in anyway, and we kind of held back and waited for you to look, and there was nothing. And <laughs> then you left, and we went, and there was nothing. And right. then we continued on our journeys to San Diego Comic Con. So that was actually our first, like, appearance. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. Like, you just yeah. told me that a couple of months ago. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah, me and Brad. Because I know Brad, too, and I, you know. I always feel like Brad's just like, oh, yeah, he's just that friend of Justin's. It's just like. No, we we were following uh, you since the, the beginning. Like, we were very, very early day internet toy. All right. Yeah. Back like when I was still at Action Figure Times. Probably, yep. Yeah. Back when you were at Action Figure Times. Woof. Yep. Um, do you still like going down to Comic-Con? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do I really too. do. I love it. Uh, I still, I still love it. I still love seeing new things and reveals, and you know, there's like you said, there's a lot of people that I only get to see once or twice a year at these sorts of things, and I love catching up with them and having the dinners and going to the parties and just 
you know, basking in our nerddom because it, it really is. Yeah. You can fly your freak flag as high <laughs> as it will go at Comic-Con and yep. no one's going to judge the you. Best five days of the year. No. I managed to go all five days of the con and not see Blake at all. I also did not see Blake. Yeah, I didn't see anyone. Daniel, <laughs> I ran into you a couple of times. Yeah, at least two times. or three times, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blake, where were you? So the first day was, I don't want to call it a disaster, but it did not go to my plan. And are you Justin, saying preview night or are you talking Thursday? Thursday I didn't make day. preview okay. night. Okay. Uh, so I this year really wanted to be smart about it. I've been dieting a bit and trying to keep myself in shape. I've been trying to save money, and I knew that Comic Con would throw all of this out the window. Absolutely. So I did you'd a little be bit. Crappy of, hot dogs. You'd be yeah. Yeah, it's like you know twenty dollars for an Auntie Anne's pretzel that's been sitting there since Tuesday. Yes. And thirteen for a diet soda that's warm. But so I did a little meal prep. I bought some stuff for like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Brought some Greek yogurts, knowing my hotel would A, have parking for my car, and have a fridge. And I arrived at like 9.30 in the morning to discover that the Gaslamp Quarter Hotel, which is right on 4th and Market, if you know San Diego, and wedged between two bars, it's over the bar, is just locked until 3 p.m. There's only one person who works there, and he doesn't show up till 3. So then I had to drive around San Diego looking for a place to leave my car overnight that wasn't ridiculous. So there goes all the money that I was hoping to save, that I did save by getting a cheap hotel. Right, right. Uh, that's gone. I now am leaving podcast equipment that I thought Justin and I might need, and my foodstuffs in my warm Mustang mm. in this parking garage. I meet my friend and get my badge, and I see them for a little bit. I wander the floor for a few hours, and then I met a friend for lunch who may have got, tried to get me into Hall H, but unfortunately could not. And went back to go check into my hotel. And by now I'm like tired, I'm hungry, I'm hot, I'm just irritated by the entire thing. This guy is to, it turns out this hotel does not have like a bathroom and shower in the unit. So I have to get. So we're talking more of a hostel. This is like a, yeah, that's really what it should have been called. Yes. Uh, The fridge did not work. I would discover on Saturday that it's actually because the outlets, half of them don't work. So I just plugged the fridge in somewhere else. So all of my food is basically gone. The perishables have perished. Yeah, they're done. Uh, Game over. So that, my Thursday then, uh, I did a lot more this year of the, like, nightlife than I usually do. Okay. My buddy, uh, Aaron Foyer, who I will just call out because he's an amazing man, uh, teamed up with the Uslan Brothers, the Stan Lee Foundation, Legion of M, to do a, like, big rooftop San Diego Comic-Con party. And the kind of the lieu of there being less this year. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. I met... So many comic book writers. I met Jim Starlin, so I can cross that off my bucket list. Just hundreds of creators that I would have never met. People from the Stan Lee Foundation who were all nice, and they just would not stop bringing me whiskey sodas. <laughs> so that was my Thursday. And then Friday was the floor, a few panels. A friend of mine had a panel, so I went and like saw her show. She'd co-host one of the other podcasts with me. And then I went out with some other people uh, from like Hyper RPG and some YouTube podcast people I know. Met a lot of people who might be on our show eventually now. You got to do it when they're a little loose and wet, Justin. (laughs) I don't know how you network. I have to have a little bit of whiskey in me before I can be like, I do a podcast. Would you like to be on it? Um, And then kind of by that nature, I spent a lot of Saturday recovering and then hit the floor again. Met up with a friend and his wife from San Diego, and then Sunday I spent the entire day on the floor, and to not spend more money on my parking garage, left around noon, because okay. that's when the like reset button would be for the next day. So I did only spend three days in there. But I bought my toys, I saw the people I needed to see, but I did a lot more of just like vacation mode, like sitting poolside by the Hilton and the bay and looking at the water and... Not fighting as many lines for Rick and Morty in Hall H. And I got to tell you, I kind of loved it. I think a part of me now 
wants to do Comic-Con more from, like, the creator side. I definitely went through the period with the convention, Blake, that you're going through now, where I spend more time, like, at parties and networking uh, than at the convention. And I've aged out of that. So I went from (laughs) the, like, camping out for the panel person to the professional networker. And now I've aged out to the other side. And now I'm not there to network or party uh, or go to those panels. I just, like, walk the floor like a phantom of Comic-Con past <laughs> and see friends that I see once a year right. Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could age out of parties, though. They um, just they go to bed, old man. Is that what happened when you show up? You know, up? not even that. It's more like... First of all, you know, you do a lot of walking there. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yeah. So at the end of the night, uh, the last thing I feel like doing is walking someplace yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, and I stayed at the Manchester Grand. I usually stay down there. Most of the parties are on the other side. Right, yeah. At, like, the Hard Rock and those. Uh, so that's one. Second, like, I'd much rather uh, go out to dinner uh, with friends, then sure. go to a party. Yeah. I try to have, I usually have a dinner planned like every night of yeah. the con. Um, and frankly, like, I don't feel like running into people that I see in Los Angeles while I'm down there <laughs> and talk business and right. have to tell them yeah, I get that. that I've seen their show that I haven't seen and yeah, wish I them did. luck even though I hate them. Right. I like so. that all my L.A. friends got that, right? I saw them once, and they were like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, I don't know, but I probably won't see you because I will see you on Monday. So yeah. enjoy your con. Uh, Blake, next year you should try coming into the convention center and doing some of the toy and nerd <laughs> I did a lot of that. <laughs> I just also had an active nightlife this time. I... Uh... I also spent Saturday recovering, but it was because I ate a really large breakfast. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Absolutely. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can always find me at actionfigureinsider.com. We're Action Figure Insider on the Instagrams, Action Figure Insider on Facebook, or AF Insider on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I'm always always around talking toys. Happy to do that. And Blake, where can people find us? Well, they can leave us a review on iTunes and help us out. They can also follow us on Twitter at How Do You Figure PC, and we're on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/How Do You Figure, and Instagram at How Do You Figure Podcast. Oh, and it's getting real serious out there, folks, about this sensational Sherry figure. If anyone has the Walmart exclusive WWE. Sensational Sherry figure. Hit us up on social media. Well, I've got one right here. Blake, what? <laughs> He's with the Target guy. 